The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, guys? This is Cameron Fry with His Girl Friday coming at you. Live, it's Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, January 3rd. First off, apologies on not getting this done prior to January 1 as tradition, but better late than never. I'm here with my better half, Lissa Fry. Hey there. We are going to recap the year that was, 2020. We're going to spend some time sharing some of our highlights, some of the lessons learned, and then we're going to end talking about how remembering 2020 can help us prepare for 2021. As much as we want to write off 2020 and forget about it, we need to remember it in a posture of gratitude in order to really seize what God has for us in the year to come. So in that note, let's talk about how 2020 impacted us as a family. And we'll start just by, you know, from the beginning, January 1. Uh, We'll go back and forth. This is not going to have any particular style or rhythm or flow we're just kind of wing this because i think you know a lot of us felt like we were living 2020 by the seam of our pants so it's only <laughs> fitting that this pod reflects that so for me i was starting a new job one year ago today in fact it's the one year mark from the date i was flying solo post training my new role at foundation group and i think it's fair for us that we, we have to be real about how 2019 ended to accurately capture how 2020 was for us because we were both pretty overwhelmed <laughs> with a lot um, oh on our plate. Milo was a few months old at the time. Yeah, I was like a month, six weeks postpartum. We were adjusting to a new family dynamic. Uh, two to three, I think, was, you know, people say the adjustment from two to three is not as bad as one to two, but for me, I didn't feel that way at all. Well, I think there was also a lot of stuff going on. Like that whole time, we like the last quarter of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, there was so much transition happening. Like you said, with your job, we had Milo. We, um, I had been working, obviously, and learning to try, working from home, self-employed, and trying to learn how to do that with three kids. Um, one being an infant and one not even, you know, just barely being two, uh, it was a lot. I think there was just a lot of moving pieces. So I don't know that it was the transition from two to three kids that was as crazy as the just all the transitions happening, happening at, at the once. same time. No, I concur. <clears throat> it wasn't just one thing. It was the intersection of events. So I know for me, um, you going back to October, November, there was a few months where I felt like I had to be strong and I felt like I was being strong. I was being the man of the house, kind of keeping things together. But there hit a point Thanksgiving 2019 where I just hit that wall. And ironically, it was right at the point I was starting my new job. Uh, It was quite the entry point. I was relieved to be in a new place starting this new journey occupationally but behind the scenes, you would come, I would come home into, I don't want to say chaos, but it was just everything was new. And Caden and Everly, you know, they were growing, they were maturing, and they were hitting new points in their development. Um, you know, 
whether two or three, I mean, you could, you could say that both of them were in that toddler phase full on. And yeah, I just think that there was quite a bit, just learning how to be a faithful father, learning how to be a devoted husband and getting to this point, you know, coming home from work, feeling like I know nothing. (laughs) Um, So fast forward to February and I'm just trying to make it through and still feeling the residual effects. Uh, Part of me was a little numb to what had happened, the the hardships from the fall, because again, my focus was primarily on during the day it was I need to figure out this new job and then at home I need to figure out how to be present, how to be available. But yeah, come February, there was a particular date where I just lost it. Um, you know, I couldn't uh, make it to the stairwell as I remember the story in hindsight. I don't need to get into the weeds of the story, but um, definitely broke down, uh, started weeping uh, at my desk. And that was a critical point. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to tell, to share the testimony of 2020 without mentioning that. Uh, because it just represented not just what had happened the prior fall, but it represented the years preceding that in my journey overcoming depression. And I, found, I, hit, this, I, I hit this point where I had to get real with where I was at. Um, and so that definitely went to the drawing board with my family and started to pray, started to seek the Lord fresh and anew. Some of my friends, they were praying with me. And uh, within a month, really within a few weeks, uh, the Lord was faithful to provide next step direction for me in the form of EMDR therapy and a friend from church. Um, I didn't even know she was uh, a gate member at the time, but uh, she knew about kind of where I was coming from. She was not surprised when the context that I shared with her and uh, was able to be, I was advised to a good place in the refuge center. And so for me, there's two big storylines, if I'm remembering 2020 fairly, and that, and one is foundation group and learning how to be a, a good client success manager. The second was EMDR therapy at the refuge center and the counseling that started end of March, and it's still ongoing. For those of you who don't know what EMDR therapy is, it's uh, a, n- a fairly new way of reprocessing and reprogramming certain parts of your brain to uh, remember painful memories properly. It's like subduing the parts of the brain that tend to swell up when anxiety hits, when you get in those anxiety attacks. Uh, it's learning how to scale those hurtful memories properly and learning how to not scan for danger, uh, not scan for danger. So suddenly, uh, the parts of the brain that exaggerate that sensory overload, it calms it down and it teaches you how to condition the mind. You know, spiritually speaking, to invite God into those moments where you're really tempted to crash and burn. So uh, it's been the trajectory of 2020. I mean, you look at it; it's like you had this dip around February, but then it just took off in March for me. Mm-hmm. And it's been steadily getting better ever since. Mm-hmm. And for you, I feel like it, there was a, a parallel track somewhat where you had the postpartum and the postpartum, you know, hasn't fully left. 
it's gotten better, but you hit a good stride starting March. Uh, I remember for you, you, that was when you started producing content for the next couple of months and you were just full on in entrepreneur mode. Yeah, um, and just to catch anyone listening up, so I know back when His Girl Friday started, I was a little more frequent around here, but there's been a lot of stuff um, that I do behind the scenes, um, including I've been doing my own virtual assisting business since uh, Everly was born, which enabled me to be able to stay at home with the kids and make a full-time income. Um, And kind of like we talked about and Cam was talking about with after Milo was born, um, making that adjustment and trying to figure stuff out and dealing with a baby who had colic and dealing with a two-year-old who was starting what I would like to call the year of no sleep and start like all this stuff was going on I hit a wall unlike I've never hit before I've always been a very uh go with the flow like not like go with the flow like phlegmatic but change isn't difficult for me I like one of my top five strength finders was adaptability like I just roll with it you know you something happens you figure it out and you do what you need to do And for the first time in my life, I could not do what I needed to do. And um, I just remember towards the end of January, my thoughts getting super dark and feeling like, like, I remember thinking very clearly one day, like, I kind of just wish I would go to sleep tonight and not wake up. Like, not like I would do anything to myself, but I kind of wish that choice would be taken from me because I knew that I couldn't choose what I wanted and that sounds horrible but like it was just it was a very scary thing and I remember hitting a point of that I had a three-day stretch where I was just like alternating weeping and just staring into space and thankfully we have a really strong support system around us we do and you know shout out to Christina and my mom and family and people came and you know helped with the kids and Got, I got in to see my OB and turned out, hey, this is postpartum depression. And it was weird, though, because it hit about three months after. Well, I think it had probably hit before, and yeah. I just didn't realize until it got really bad that it had hit. Um, so I saw my OB. I went on Ceterolene, which is a medication. and but in And the whole reason I share all this is because in that, I hit a point where I just felt like as a VA, I could not keep doing what I was doing and I was so afraid of failing my clients because I couldn't like the new medicine I it's got like a two week to month long period of where you just can't think straight and you are trying to adjust and then you're still trying to just live life and you know keep yourself and your kids alive and so I had to rather quickly put in my two week with my main client because I just you know I did not want to put him in a position where he didn't have the support he needed he was getting ready to do a book launch like there was just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and and so I remember being like okay lord like that's you know three quarters of our income right there of my income that I contribute to the family I see now that this is not gonna work I also see now that I need a mental break so you're gonna have to take care of this because I can't do it and the lord was really faithful and somehow even after doing that, it has still worked out, and we've had what we needed, and he's brought, you know, uh, we decided to refocus this year on, uh, in the VA realm, doing what we could do 
around the kids. So we've focused a lot on podcast notes and different things, show notes and things yep. like that. Um, but then as Cam mentioned, around April, as I started to kind of get back to myself, I realized I need to start taking care of myself so I can take care of my family. And I started, um, I've always had a, a passion for encouraging people and helping them become who they're supposed to be. And especially after becoming a mom and seeing how as a mom, it's so easy to lose any remote piece of yourself (laughs) taking care of your children and being your husband's wife and all these different things. Um, The Lord really started to rebirth a passion that he put in me um, to encourage moms and to help them find who they are as women, find who they are as moms, not try and be someone else, but really be who God's called them to be. And so I started um, my first YouTube channel, Mama Wears Many Hats, and I found out that I really, really, really enjoyed developing this content for moms. Um, and I enjoyed editing videos, and I, I really, I really liked it. And for a season, it was fairly easy to prioritize (laughs) like it worked well it was an awesome opportunity to share my birth stories and then also even just at different times like going live on YouTube and being able to encourage moms in the moment I remember one night the Holy Spirit was just like you need to go live and talk about postpartum and I just remember going live and doing that and getting an email months later actually of someone who watched the live and was like I needed to hear that thank you Mm -hmm. and it was just you know the Holy Spirit is so awesome and I love how we live in a day and age where you never even know, like, I remember, I think, like, two people jumped on the live when I was on there. But seriously, like, this woman's email was so sweet. And, and again, it was months later. Um, then through that time, I also, I think, for me, 2020 was a lot about losing myself and finding myself. And really kind of having a little bit of space to pursue passions and to take care of myself in a way that I haven't been able to for a while. Um, I started on a weight loss journey and documented that on a different YouTube channel. And that was fun. Met a lot of amazing people and really found a great community in that space, which was really cool. I was going to say, you generated two tribes. I did. This year. Little tribes. And two Instagrams. uh, Maybe three. (laughs) But that was one of the highlights for me was seeing this side hustle translate in such joy for you and you were utilizing your skills your passions and creating content and it seemed to have come out of nowhere but you know I remember that first video going up on March 2nd two weeks later uh, sent home due to the coronavirus and it all just kind of came together just being able to be at home around each other more often and for me being able to see you know, being more exposed to what you were doing uh, and the people you were reaching, you know, there were times where I would jump on the live <laughs> and surprise you. And, um, you know, those are vivid memories that you hold dear at the end of the year. Um, but as you were overcoming postpartum and as you were shedding the pounds on way to Wonderland, um, you were very vulnerable and honest and upfront about your journey. And like you said, people really respond to that type of vulnerability especially when it's spontaneous mm-hmm. um, and it just gets really real and raw really quickly you're not afraid to take people behind the curtain of where you are emotionally 
so until you realize people you know started watching and then you're like <laughs> so that was inspiring to me it's like we, we both had very similar uh, well not uh, not similar in terms of the exact narrative but you know in terms of January and February being rough and then we hit March and we hit this point where we got to figure out the next steps here mm-hmm. uh, for me it was uh, one-on-one counseling uh, for you it was taking what you're going through and just be like I'm not just going to medicate through here I'm going to take a higher road uh, rely on Jesus of course but how do I rely on him uh, how do I trust God through this and you following that call to creating those YouTube channels generating the content uh, being faithful and communicating with the tribes that you were establishing and while that has kind of reached a pause for now I mean you did that for several months leading into the fall I want to say August so you were at it putting you know multiple videos up a week it was yeah and intense. really like I I alluded to a minute ago um 2020 became the year of no sleep um because of the stuff we were going through with Evie and I hit a point where both my ability to put together quality content and my ability to be losing weight kind of hit a plateau because of the lack of sleep. I, like even last week, what I told you, I don't think I've had more than two hours consecutive sleep in almost all year just because, yeah, of, I remember you, you know, me. you've got your not even a one-year-old, then you've got, um, we've been walking through this with Everly and it, it amped up, it ramped up around August um, or like July into August and then it's kind of been where a lot of my energy has gone because of the byproducts of it. But uh, Ev's been diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea. Um, we finally were like, we need to take her to see the doctor. Why will she not stay asleep? And when she wakes up, why is she up for? That just happened a few four? weeks ago. We got that diagnosis. Yeah. Why? Why is she awake three to four hours a night um, and not able to go back to sleep? And you know, why is she always coughing and why does she always sound stuffy? And so finally, as this was like getting to be, you know, as it was coming to a head, we, I talked to her pediatrician and her pediatrician around September was like, well, Hey, let's go ahead and start her on these supplements and see if that helps. And the supplements started helping her get it, get to sleep because for a while she, it was taking her like two hours. We'd put her down like eight o'clock and we'd be lucky if she was down like asleep by 10 in her room, just because she would not rest. And so we got her on magnesium and we got her on uh, D3 and we got her on this regimen and that helped with me going to sleep, but it didn't help necessarily with the waking up and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And so then her pediatrician at her annual uh, checkup was like, you know, let's have you go see an ENT. We're going to schedule a sleep study, um, all that kind of stuff. And so we actually just got that done, like Cam said, a couple weeks ago. We got the official diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea, and we have a follow-up with the ENT this week to figure out what next steps are for that. And I share all that just to say, you know, I mean, 2020, I think everyone, we've seen all the jokes, we've seen all the memes, you know, there have been, there's been years where crazy stuff happens. And this, I think, has been one of those years where crazy stuff was happening on a global level that we hadn't seen before. And then, you know, it's easy to forget that even on top of that stuff, everyone's walking their own paths and their own journeys out. And so for us, this was the journey we were walking on top of lockdowns and shutdowns and, you know, like 
mask wearing and not mask wearing and all like drama and politics and all this stuff this was our journey (laughs) for 2020 and it was it was kind of a lot it was a year of interludes uh and before i forget to say um with lissa's restlessness uh, part of that is just anticipating kids being up it's not necessarily Uh. that the kids were always up some nights you know it was rare when all three kids had good nights in the same space you know together in unison yeah any any moms know that when you've got kids who regularly wake up it hits a point where your body is just anticipating it so trying to even get to sleep is hard and then it never fails like within five minutes of you actually going to sleep the first one wakes up and then that restarts the whole cycle and it's Mm -hmm. just and that one time I had Milo to myself you know my appreciation for how list moms and mothers so well (laughs) Uh, yes because Cam got to fly solo with Milo for the first time during the sleep study I am great at entertaining my kids but soothing them is another story hopefully to get better at that in 2021 (laughs) Um, resolutions but yeah I think it was great to see you take advantage of that that middle part of the year mm-hmm. not knowing what was to come and just pouncing on it and I think the Lord knew what he was doing here's a four or five months stretch and it was just to me it was my favorite part of the year and yeah as an introvert and being able to work from home <laughs> more often I mean there were some perks <laughs> yeah I mean certainly the, the backdrop was one of chaos and uncertainty but I never felt like that was driving my fear and my anxiety. I just felt like, you know, this is actually an opportunity for us to learn love distance relationship, to honor authorities at state and federal levels, um, to honor one another through being safeguarded. But to me, it was just, okay, how we, how we adapt is key. And just let, let's be more creative and versatile in how we reach people, how we communicate with people. Again, easier said from an introvert. Um, <laughs> than an extrovert but I remember just doing like a dozen zooms in April and I remember feeling pretty satisfied with the amount of community that was resulting I mean it's you can't be so zoom dependent and I hope that we can make a transition as a society as a culture um, that we see this dip in the Rona cases and we can inch closer back to normality we'll see what happens but I know that for us just the culture shock um, heading into 2021, it's not as strong, and I, I feel like just in my own life, as family life, and with those around me, the foundation heading into this year is stronger. You know, not to sound cheesy, not to make light of some of the hardships that maybe you, the listener, have gone through, but I really feel like 2021 is going to be a better year, at the very least, because of how 2020 made us stronger, how it forces us to be more flexible more lenient uh more reliant upon what really matters to to, to really take inventory of the good and Mm -hmm. capitalize and invest on that good and uh, it simplified things even as it complicated other stuff i think it really helped us as a family and from what i've seen from people close to us the same way it it really caused you to look and say okay what's important what is needed and I think it also gave rise to a desire for community and people because all of a sudden it was hard to not take, you know, it was hard to take for granted what you didn't have anymore yep. and the ability to see people, you know, the ability to just go out and go to a restaurant or, you know, 
have steady employment or whatever the case is. I think it really, it really drew a line that kind of, that, that really caused gratitude to surge in my heart and to show me how thankful I am to live near family and still have a little bit of a family bubble, so to speak, during times like this and how thankful I am that, you know, that Cam's job was able to go remote and Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're able to pivot and how much I'm, I'm so grateful that I've seen the church body surround each other, at least where we are, um, supporting each other as there were cases or trying, you know, coming alongside and helping to provide as people were out of work and different things like that. I just think it's been an opportunity for people to rise to their best or their worst. And I've, I've been encouraged by the people I've seen rise to their best and I hope, I hope in a way I've risen to my best a little bit. Um, one of the consistencies with people who have risen to their best, just again, taking inventory of conveniences versus inconveniences and being quick to shed those inconveniences. Like I'm not going to be so bogged down by what isn't a part of my life anymore. What's not a part of the rhythm. You have to reorientate. Is that even a word? Reorient. Reorientate. No, reorient. (laughs) I know, uh, for me, um, you know, one of the words to describe 2020, uh, disorientating, disorienting, disorienting. I don't know why I want to put the aiding. <laughs> disorienting. disorienting, disorienting. Yes. Um, but you had to do that, uh, as far as the opposite, the re- reorienting on the fly. I don't know why that word is suddenly so <laughs> difficult to say. Corona. Yeah, for real. <laughs> one thing I want to come back to, it's something that Liz said, um, well, two things. Number one, like I would say August, September, you you did start to see people want to get back into a flow of direct community and the Zooms no longer cutting it. So I think people are still eager in that place. And again, we'll see what happens. I think a lot of us, we just need to be empowered to be patient. But one of the themes um, I don't want to forget to mention, uh, relocation. <laughs> uh, in May... I got to experience what it's like for church body, my church family to relocate to a new church building and also simultaneously my work family relocating to a new building. And of course, this would happen in 2020, two months into the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, So there were some fresh starts embodied into the year that I think were very helpful for me to be able to close the door on the gate era part one. Uh, It was difficult at times but being able to eventually receive the next phase the next era uh, that's imminent now um, being able to do that was both a challenge and an opportunity and I think one of my favorite memories uh, of that transition was the drive-through service we did around Mother's Day Mm -hmm. and seeing people stand by their cars but getting outside and worshiping in their own parking space and people driving by like, what's going on over there? It's like we're having a praise and worship service outside. You know, that was just a classic example of um, gathering together, not forsaking the fellowship of the saints, uh, but entering to the Lord's presence in the new building to say, to express our gratitude together and not just uh, being so content to be behind a screen. Uh, and some people still feel like that's probably the wise move. So I don't want to take away from that, but uh 
it was just a, a good example of being adaptable, flexible, and being obedient as a corporate body of believers. And then at work, uh, again, just seeing what it's like to move is something that our company hadn't done in a decade. Uh, and so it was just a really unique year to be a new employee as I've had several conversations with some of my teammates. It, this there's, hasn't been a year like 2020 and having to onboard clients while being onboarded myself as a new rookie myself it was an interesting experience so in a way it's like still trying to find my footing at my job but still feeling like okay the gravity is starting to come into play a bit more uh, getting more activated it usually takes six months for a new employee to feel like they're getting the gist of it for me it was more like nine to ten because I think of some of the effects of working remote and so <laughs> I was gonna I, say not like there's anything else happening during those six months <laughs> yeah uh and speaking of, I felt like when the year started that there needed to be not, I want to say less on my plate, but a, a, um, a lower quantity of responsibilities. Normally, like for me, I'd say there's five, six core responsibilities I'm juggling. At any given time, I feel like I had to trim that back to three or four. Uh, just the family man aspect, um, the staff, spouse aspect, the you know, new employee aspect, just again, giving myself permission to journey at foundation group and that being a, a sizable portion of my, <laughs> my conscious life, uh, there was some uncomfortability there because for me, I wanted to do more, more assignments, more projects. And this was a, a good season in retrospect to have a fewer number um, to really pour in more to what I had right in front of me. And and I think that 2021, there's going to be a slow, gradual rise to that number, even though it's not about a number. But let's talk about, uh, you know, encouraging people how I remember 2020, because I feel like everywhere we go, you know, stations on the radio, um, podcasts that we listen to, uh, commercials, uh, you know, listen, I were watching uh, an honest movie trailer in the year 2020. There's a lot of hate mongering. There's a lot of uh, um, FU 2020 banners and you know slogans and mm-hmm. mantras going out. Um, and I feel like we're polluting the airwaves. We're polluting our spirits uh, in some ways by how we're remembering or you know trying to forget 2020. And so again, it's okay that 2020 was tough for you because chances are. You know someone who lost their job, lost a title or possession. Maybe they lost a loved one and a friend. Maybe you directly have lost loved ones. 2020 was crazy. And yet, if we're so quick to write it off, are we doing ourselves any favors? Uh, are we setting ourselves to win and to level up in 2021? To me, 2020 is the epitome of a year that had good, bad, and ugly in it. Mm-hmm. Normally, I say good, bad, and awesome. That's kind of a tradition in all my end-of-year posts. But I think it's okay to say that 2020 was a year where you had the good, bad, and the ugly going on. And we could talk about the bad and ugly till we're blue in the face, but the fact of the matter is we have to acknowledge the good and make sure that there is praise in our lips, there's gratitude in our hearts when we remember that 2020 I think the good of 2020 so 
I encourage you to find a way to convert that into some sort of altar of appreciation. Uh, don't sweep the good of 2020 under the rug. That's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think if, just in case there's anyone there who is is in that place of being so over 2020, like, we hear you. We feel you for sure. I've definitely had times where I'm like, oh, dear God, like, please. But I like to specifically even just call out simple things that I think we may have been grateful for in the middle because we're like, oh, hey. And then, you know, as it's just kind of dragged on, you know, I like I, I think that we need to remember that you know, for a lot of us, 2020, it made us take, like, take notice. It made us, uh, it required us to take a second. It required us to have a little silence almost. Yep. It, it required us to be present with our families. Um, it required, if anything, it helped us appreciate teachers yep. who have our kids at school. Yep. And it helped us appreciate spouses who stay home with our kids or who go to work and who are trying to adjust. Like it helped, I feel like 2020, if we let it, has the opportunity to be one of the most perspective giving years yep. that we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And it's really easy to get stuck on the stuff that sucked. And don't get me wrong, there was plenty of stuff that sucked in 2020. But I look at it and think, man, I have seen God come through in ways that I honestly hoped I wouldn't have to see him come through in, but he did. And there was, you know, if I had, if, if there hadn't been a mandatory slowdown because of 2020, would we have been able to really process through the mental health stuff that we were going through? Would we have been able to have the capacity for that while trying to juggle everything else? And I think that, I think sometimes we forget that when there is so much contrast or there's so many opposing things, we forget that in that contrast, there's balance. And I feel like that's kind of what 2020 has been for us is super good, good, super bad. Hey, look, we found balance for the first time in a long time. It's true. And it's, I think in that it's also showed you what, not you, but I'm saying like us, what, what things should be weighted and, and judged accordingly and valued in different ways. And I really think that the perspective that we have the opportunity to gain of ourselves, of our family, of how to have relationships with people we disagree with of how to navigate out of a spirit of love and not a spirit of contention out of a spirit of faith and not a spirit of fear and how being wise does not mean you're in fear and all these different things. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much positive, like so much positivity, so many things that we can take from 2020 and be stronger. Like you said, in 2021 with it, it kind of makes me think about like when you have to do taxes and it sucks during the year when you have a bad month or when you like especially yeah. as an entrepreneur when you have to spend more than you bring in and you're not you know your books are in the red not in the black and then comes time to do taxes and guess what you get to write that stuff off and all of a sudden at the end you're going oh hey i don't have to pay as many taxes because of that bad month yes it was stressful and it was crap in that in that month but hey like it actually gave me this break here that i wasn't anticipating that's a good analogy and that's pretty cool so I guess don't write off 2020, but kind of see 2020 as a write-off. I was going to say, 
and be patient knowing that return is coming and another analogy um you know as one who loves weather and geography and even just kind of natural disasters even you know 2020 was an earthquake to some people this year could be an aftershock uh, for some there's still some shaking going on but see dare to see the pros in that shaking this was talking about the contrast being balance and i think one of the way that's looked for me was the steady dose of fresh perspectives and being able to see that in other people for every social like every virtual fight online there was i feel like two people i was noticing who were having this new perspective given to them and they were receiving it and they saw things differently they saw life they saw relationships differently uh, for me occupationally learning how to be more interdependent mm-hmm. and that goes outside work walls too learning how to be interdependent in all modes of life is something that I hope to talk more about but I've got to learn that for the first time in, in deep measure at at work this year mm-hmm. and this the, the narrative as painful as the first quarter was for me it really set the next three quarters up to develop in that uh so yes it it was the best of times it was the worst of times but you know riding you know it was a roller coaster and let's be honest when we get to the finish line of a roller coaster more often than not we're like man i'm glad i went on that you know i'm glad it's over but i'm glad i went on it and that's how i'm choosing to reflect back on 2020. I'm not worried. If anything, I'm just kind of like uh, not in a prideful way. I'm like, all right, 2021, let's bring it on. Because uh, I know guys for me. He's for you. He's forever Emmanuel, God with us. Um, he's going to continue to spark new beliefs, behaviors, attitudes within you. I just think learning how to persevere with patience, uh, learning endurance in that way, and being open to how God wants to uh, broaden your character uh, to impact more people. It could just be a few people, like Lissa's story, you know, with her live vid. Um, but uh, you focus on being faithful, and God will take care of the investment of that faithfulness, how He capitalizes on that. You know, the one person that, you know, maybe you go out of your rhythm, uh, you go out of your routine to talk to someone you normally wouldn't talk to, you get an email that you normally wouldn't respond to. Um, you're intentional with your interactions Uh, just not saying I'm not promoting tunnel vision but just be very focused on uh, the things in your life that you find purpose in and trust the Lord with your efforts Uh, give it your all and he will make sure that that return going back to the tax analogy he'll take care of that for you Uh, and you'll get to see even more just how much you matured uh, through adversity and I guess we could leave, we could cut this pod on this idea here, this this thought that adversity is a good thing at the end of the day. We, I needed adversity, I needed um, challenges to find the breakthrough and then the freedoms, you know, it's for freedom of Christ that is free, I think we know that in theory, but we undermine the hurdles and the obstacles and as I tell my clients, I mean, this the journey that you go getting your nonprofit incorporated and IRS approved, I mean, there are hurdles. It is a journey. You can't rush this. You can't fast forward through it. You have to take it one at a time. And so that's one of my prayers for you is that 
Uh, you will not be intimidated by the hurdles in your life, whether at work, whether at church, whether at family, uh, but that you will dare to see how God is inspiring balance through that contrast. I love that line. I love that image. Uh, and press on and seize the good that God has in front of you. So mm-hmm. any last words of wisdom, Liz, as we... Um, yeah, actually, as we're sitting here, I felt like I kind of, I mean, I'm going to give it to the Holy Spirit and he can do with it what he wants, but I really feel like going into 2021, the word or the mindset for this year is grace. And, you know, we've all, if we've grown up in church or been around church, we know the difference between mercy and grace. You know, mercy is not getting what you deserve and grace is getting what you don't deserve. And so I really just want to challenge all of us to go into 2021 with a mindset and a focus on grace, extending grace to others. Um, You know, and I don't know if we have people who listen from other countries. We're in the United States. At the end of the month, we're going to be having a new president. Um, Things have been politically charged for a long time. And really, it's like one of the times when you see a lot of ugly come out and a lot of people disagreeing and just being hurtful to each other and I just want to encourage us especially as believers entering this season to walk with grace to extend grace yeah, you know good. to to meet people with grace especially when we don't agree you know maybe you are someone who is pro shutdowns and pro face masks and pro vaccines and maybe you are someone who is anti face mask and anti shutdowns and anti vaccines yeah. and maybe you're someone who's just sitting going can't we all just get along you know Let's, let's interact with each other in grace and recognize that we're all coming from the same place of trying to care for each other yep. and trying to care for those in our circles. And really, don't look at defending your rights. Your rights are in the Lord's hands, mm-hmm. not in yours. What you do have the opportunity to defend is your witness and your testimony yep. and the way that you show love to people. So if you are a masked person and someone isn't, don't berate them for it. Right. And if you aren't a mask wearer and someone else is and they want to get together, hey, maybe put on a mask so that you don't lose out on that opportunity to love and and be love to someone. You know, and the same thing politically and all these different things. Like if we as believers could navigate this time with supernatural grace, think about how brightly that shines in a season where the world is completely polarized Mm. and then in that plane of balance from the polarization jesus is really able to be seen and lifted up so i guess that's my my end thought is that's good you know we're 2020 is our write-off so that we can receive a a return of grace and extend that to other people let's have a grace stimulus guys grace stimulus and all this is, is good. I mean, you think about a more charged world and the increase in desperation. I mean, these are good things. Adversity, seeing people more hungry, more desperate for what truly matters. We have an opportunity like never before to thread the needle, stand in the gap, and not just pray from our homes, even though a lot of times in 2020 we're going to be doing that, um, but really being intentional and and just seeing kind of where the division is happening and remembering God's first promise to us was to be fruitful and multiply. And I know that we think procreation and that's true, but you know, there's also be fruitful and multiply in aspects of faith and aspects of 
loving one another, loving your neighbor as yourself. Bear fruit. There's going to be opportunities for you to love your neighbor, your, your literal neighbor this year. You know, let's not belittle that opportunity. So this was great. I think we should do this more often. I agree. Sure. It was fun. So, and that's... And quiet. We'll see if uh, Liz can hop on more pods this year. I'll try, guys. Yep. But now you know all that she's doing. She's a, truly a mom who wears many hats and always grateful to have her voice a part of the pod here. So moving forward into 2021, one of my goals is to continue to create bi-weekly pods slash posts for you. And we'll uh, keep that rhythm going. Um, List is going to focus on new projects in 2021, but she's going to be here in spirit and she'll jump in every now and then. So just know that when you're, uh, if you're communicating with me, you're also communicating with her. And uh, do you have any new ideas on how we can better reach uh, the marketplace ministers, those of vocational influence who are looking to be kingdom agents within their arenas of expertise? You know, our passion is still there. Liz's passion is very much, it, it resonates from a different perspective now, but she still cares about what you're going through as a former Dave Ramsey employee, the, you know, and you, you've worn a lot of hats in the marketplace yourself. And so just because you're a full-time mom with three kids who also has these VA side hustles and you're a content <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 We didn't even get into that, nope. but, but also if you're listening and you're a mom and you're looking for a little encouragement, jump on over YouTube, mom wears many hats. <laughs> Um, there will be new content coming out. Don't be discouraged. There hasn't been anything for a minute. So it's, glad I it's could. It's going to be coming out. I feel like uh, the experience doing show notes is starting to <laughs> come in handy. I just set you up for a plug. You did. You set me up <laughs> for a plug. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a wonderful start to the year as you get back into the swing of things. I know for many this is uh, you know first work week, full work week coming up, and so just know that we got your back in prayer and God has your forward. Yep. Grace be with you all. Yes. Peace.